Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in or listening to Transform Your Life with Kelly and Lisa. Blog Talk is doing funny things with their counter again this morning. So we'll see how long we really have today. Good morning, Lisa. How are you? Good morning, Kelly. I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm good. It's um, always interesting when the smallest little things on these shows start up when they they change just the littlest tiny tiny little thing it really throws me off it's really weird that shows you how anal retentive i can be on certain things (laughs) (laughs) i'm like wait no that's different anyhow if you've been a regular listener of this show you know from time to time we both talked about our struggles, our journeys, our issues with being healthy and as healthy as we can be and in shape as we want to be. I did a Facebook post yesterday that really caught on and it surprised me because it was about how summer really is a stressor for a lot of people. You know, things that should be really fun, like pool parties or going to the beach or just being outside in general, really create a lot of turmoil out of a lot of people. There's such a tendency in society to be so judgmental of the way people look. So I thought we would do a show about that because I know personally I've struggled for for many years (laughs) And I've finally gotten to the point where I no longer care when anyone thinks it's it's okay. But you know, I, I know I know Lisa, you've had some struggles too. How do you handle I mean just do what does what people think about you still bother you or you have you gotten past that as well? I don't know if you ever really get past it. I, I think that always somewhere in the back of our minds we do have um, the feeling of eyes on us. I just think that what we adapt is a blasé attitude toward it, mm-hmm. where I know they're judging me, but I don't care that they're judging me. Right. I'm going to be who I am. One of the right. things that I find that I do a lot is I'll walk into a store and I'll notice that I'm concerned about what people are thinking about me, and then I turn around and tell myself, they're just as concerned as you are about what you think about them. And it really and helps that's true. just that thought. Yeah. yeah, and just that thought helps to erase the feelings of eyes are on me. And then I always, I was watching something. I've been listening, I've been, I, I, ooh, sorry, let me start over. I've been <laughs> listening to a book on, on audiobooks, on, and I love audiobooks. And it talks about gymnasts when they march out onto the mats and how they, you see they puff up their chest and they hold their chin up and they, they, have a, they have a way that they're supposed to walk out onto the mat and then they salute the judges right. and then they do their routine and then they're like, hoo and then they salute the judges again. But just the presence of their upper body where they lift their shoulders, puff out their chest and hold their head like royalty, I tend to make myself start to do that. Like if I notice that I'm all like – drawn into myself, you know, shoulders hunched over and my head's hung down a little bit, I purposely make myself push my shoulders back 
and boost myself up. And you'd be amazed when you're walking through a store, when you're all of a sudden like just withdrawn into yourself and then you catch yourself and you make yourself boost yourself, just lifting your shoulders and, and holding your chin at the proper level and whatnot. You'd be amazed at how, <laughs> how much that move, how powerful it really is to bring you into your own confidence. Exactly. That's, that's a great point there. And I know with my daughter, when she was little, I would kind of make her <laughs> to you know, walk that way because, you know, kids especially get very downtrodden. You know, if, if people are making fun of them in school or if they're, you know, being teased at the beach or pool parties or whatever, my daughter went through that. Um, when I was a little kid, I was fortunate that I didn't get teased for that. I got teased for many, many other things, but it was not the way I looked that people were teasing me about. But my, my daughter did go through that. And I noticed that with her when I would have her, you know, stand up straight and shoulders back and chin up, she would um, really, really be a lot more confident and, and a lot happier just doing that. So that's that's an excellent tip. I know with me, I've been very, very skinny when I was a kid. I was called the string bean because I was very, very skinny. And then when I was an adult and I started getting sick, I gained an awful lot of weight. And I know a lot of times in clients that I have worked with who have gone from one extreme to the other, your mindset kind of lags behind it's um, it's a, a really odd thing for me, but I noticed it in myself when I was nearly 300 pounds. I had a really difficult time coming to terms with the fact that I was no longer that skinny person. I had gained an, an amazing amount of weight being sick and not being able to move and all of those things. And then losing the weight... I found just the opposite. It, it, by the time I lost weight, my mind had decided I was heavy. So it was sort of, you know, uh, lagging behind. Is that something that you've seen either with yourself or, or in people that you know? Because it seems to be a really common thing. I think that's why people who lose a lot of weight gain it back because their mindset kind of lags behind. Oh, absolutely. I've seen it in myself as well um, that I know. And, you know, for me it was, <coughs> excuse me, I was, I wouldn't say skinny, but I was healthy, a healthy weight and whatnot when I first got married. And when I got pregnant with my daughter, I gained 75 pounds with her maybe. And then even after her, I put on more weight. I, I stopped checking the scale at 250. But what I saw in the mirror, it didn't match the scale. Like I didn't see the 125, 130, 135 pound version of me, but I sure didn't see a 250 pound version. Right. I saw somewhere in the middle of that, maybe like 150, 175, and my weight now. That I when I look in the mirror, I don't what's on the scale. I, it does not register that what's on the scale is what my body is when I see myself in the mirror. Right. So there is a disconnect. But then when I was very tiny again, when I had lost the weight, 
and I was a size four, the smallest I've ever been in my life, I looked in the mirror and I didn't see somebody who was size four. I saw right. somebody who was like a size 12, you know, and it, it's just weird how my brain was never present with my current body status. Right. Right. Yeah. And, you know, with me, I, um, I lost so much weight that my husband had to get the shocks adjusted on his Harley because we, we were going on Harley trips, you know, three, four times a year at that point. And it wasn't until he told me, he says, I have to take the bike in for the shocks. And I said, why? What's wrong with the shocks? And he says, well, <clears throat> nothing, but they need to be readjusted because you've lost weight. Now, I have, you know, it was like a shock. It's like, whoa, <laughs> I didn't even realize how much weight I had lost until actually I um, I had to have knee surgery. I then um, I'm I'm have horrible knees and I I'm really good at making them worse than they are. So I had to have knee surgery and when I was weighed for surgery, and I saw that number on the scale, I was like, oh, no way, you know, your scale is broken. I actually said that. I think your scale is broken. It's, it was it was amazing to me. And going back now and looking at pictures, old pictures, you know, several years old pictures, when I was really, really, really heavy, I'm like, oh, wow, who is that? I used to have a shirt like that. Oh, wow, that's me. It's amazing what our minds do. <laughs> that, that really big woman has a shirt just like me. <laughs> And I'm not laughing at you, Kelly. I just, I totally, I, I get it. I totally understand. I went to a physical on Thursday, and um, <laughs> I looked at the scale. And I was like, "There's no way." That scale is right. There is no way because I don't see that because I have. I right. guess my confidence now is totally different than what it would have been if I had been this heavy. Before, right. Like I said, I, I've never really, my confidence is different, but like after my daughter was born, I still didn't, yeah, I wore sweatpants and baggy t-shirts all the time, but I think the disconnect there was I was dealing with postpartum depression and whatnot, right. so right. I was disconnected from reality anyway, and then, right. you know, now, I don't, I don't know, it's just. Yeah, I was like, there's no way. you got to get your scale recalibrated because there's no way that that's right. right. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just, it's it's amazing how powerful our minds are. And, you know, and I, I know people who are anorexic, and I always wonder, you know, and I've seen other people, you know, we talk about judging. Judging goes both ways. People judge if if they think that you're too heavy or they judge if they think that you don't weigh enough. And, People with anorexia really deal with that disconnect. I think you know. It's I've I love food. I've never had that issue, but I know people who have that issue, and it's a profound issue that they look in the mirror or they look at a scale and they say, "Oh, well, that's not right," or they look in the and they think that they're much heavier, and they look in the mirror and think they look really, really good. So it does go both ways uh, with with people judging and with weight issues. The thing that I came to understand 
somewhere along the line. I, I really haven't pinpointed exactly when my brain flipped. But I went from trying to lose weight to fit into a certain size to wanting to be healthier. You know, at one time, I was on eight different prescription medications. And I'm not on any today. And it's because I made that conscious choice where it wasn't just about weight. It was about being healthy. And it was about being healthy mentally and emotionally as well as physically. And, and I, I there's think... the key. It's all together. Yeah. Right, right. They all I, I think that is the key. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's... Um, you can't really do you can't really improve in one area and not in the other areas and and have it make a lasting lasting change so that that was key for me um, I really you know we talked about not caring what people think, and I think it went for me beyond that it was not only did I not care what they thought but I thought I was wonderful. You know, I started thinking I was terrific just the way I was. I started accepting and loving myself exactly as I was. And when I did that, I started taking better care of myself. It was almost subconscious. I went from, you know what, I really don't want that candy bar. I would really like an orange. You know, just making different choices. And for a very long time, I wasn't even realizing what I was doing. A friend of mine pointed it out to me one time. We went to a Sunday brunch and she said, wow, you know, you, you've, you've got a plate full of fruit and yogurt instead of, you know, the scones that you used to eat. What happened? And it was at that moment that I realized that I had really changed. But it's a process. And I think, you know, we talk about it being a process all the time. But for me, that was what it was. Did did you go through something similar or did you realize you were changing? That's a really good question. And let me take a moment <laughs> to think about how I want to answer that. Because, you know, I know, like, in the back of my head, I know that we're always constantly changing. You know, that's right. what life is. And, you know, you go from a fertilized egg to your deathbed and that's the changes in between. For me, it really depends on my mood and I try to keep my mood focused on me. But, you know, you're talking about how you you eventually got to the point where you don't care what other people think. And I'm that way too, to an extent. Um, You know, I care if my children think that I'm unhealthy and want me to stop eating bad and, you know, exercise more and things along those lines. I I care what my spouse thinks because, you know, part of my job as his spouse is, or, well, going to be spouse, you know, is I entered this partnership, you know, and I know it's, there's that that gray area, you know, it's it's that gray area of, I'm supposed to love and accept myself, but I also entered into this partnership where, yes, we both understand people are going to grow and change, but the growing and the changing is supposed to be in a positive direction, not a negative (laughs) direction. And and even though I can say that my weight gain recently has been 
I can say it's been a positive direction because it's part of my journey. It's still a negative. I mean, it's still a negative. Is that? <laughs> because it bothers you, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I mean, we, can, you know, we can twist it all day long and say, but it's part of your journey and you needed to learn a lesson and this, that, and the other. And yes, it is, and it's true, but it's still a really bad way to learn a lesson, you know? Like, well, and, <laughs> I think we don't need to learn lessons that way. I mean, can't we just make that decision to say, you know what, I don't need to learn this lesson. I've already learned this lesson. I want to learn a different lesson. Isn't that possible for us? I don't know. I'm asking because that would be really great, wouldn't it? You know, I don't need to go down this negative road. I can do something positive. But um, you touched on, on kids. And one of the things that I sort of find myself every summer getting on the bandwagon of teaching kids not to be judgmental, not to judge other people. I, um, when, I, when I was a young single mother with a young child, she had a friend who was a very, very husky little boy. And we would take him with us frequently to the lake or to the pool or, or wherever we were going because I sort of unwittingly became his caretaker during the summer right. because both his like parents were. He was just always at my house. It was, you know, it was my bonus child for the summer. That's what I used to call him, my bonus child. Um, <laughs> but kids would make fun of him. And they made fun of my daughter, too, but she was very, very, very white and very, very, very red hair. And that was she was just a walking magnet for all kinds of things. But she would, and I heard her several times, he's not a fat little boy. He's just a little boy. And while I didn't consciously teach her that, I kind of felt very proud of her at the same time. Like, she just learned through osmosis. Yay. But how do we teach our kids not to be judgmental of the way people look. I don't I think know it how I conversation. I don't know how I did it. Yeah, I like I don't know. Um I have conversations with my children and you know, I remind them that everyone is flawed, but it's a be- it's a beautiful part of us. It's what makes us unique. It's what makes us beautiful. And I've taught them that from the very beginning. Um, I don't, I, yes, absolutely conversation, but not just conversation. If you're having conversation with your best friend when you're at the, at the shopping mall and your kids are around and you're going, oh, my God, look at those pants. I can't believe that person. Right. Who let right. that person out of the house like that? Um, they're picking up on that. And you're teaching yes, them to not be judgmental, because that's or to be judgmental, because that's exactly what you're doing. So it comes right. from more than just conversation, too. You have to actually practice what you preach. Right. For me, yeah. like my kids yeah. now know, if somebody cuts me off in, on the freeway, I back off and I say, you know, I know you needed to get somewhere faster than I did, please, by all means. <laughs> I, I try to con- contain my road rage <laughs> at that person who just cut me off or almost caused an accident or, you know, whatnot. Um, because my kids learn that. And they're going to be behind the wheel one day. You know, so it's right. teaching them, but it's also showing them that there are other ways to handle situations. 
And I think that that's the best way to handle not being judgmental. And then, of course, you know, I'm a believer in acknowledging their good and not so much, yes, you have to acknowledge the, the, like the bad behavior or whatever, but focusing on the good and the positive and that just that confidence building in them where they don't need to worry about judging other people because they're so wrapped up in themselves that it doesn't really matter. And I don't mean that like a cocky kind of like, you know, way. I'm thinking of Gaston on Disney's Beauty and the Beast, that guy, you know, <laughs> I'm not thinking, like not raising them to be him, but to have pride in themselves where they're not even, they're not worried about other people because they're so right. absorbed in, in their own life and making their own life amazing. And I think we need to point out that there is a huge difference between having confidence in yourself and putting yourself first and having a prima donna, I'm very th- better than everyone else attitude. Those are two very yeah. different things. Uh, and, you know, we, I want to make that clear that we're not on the show trying to tell people that you're better than everyone else because that is not true. None of us are better right. than anyone else, except for my cat. My cat might actually be better. <laughs> but yes, um, and that's exactly no. exactly what I'm trying to point out is I want my children to have confidence in themselves. My son, I, I have to go back. My son um, plays baseball. Everybody that listens to the show knows that my son plays baseball. And one day he had a really bad practice. This was last week. When we came home and he was really sad and – my fiance was talking to him about the things that he was doing, like not listening to coach and, you know, my son kind of borderlines on that self-absorbed in a bad kind of way um, behavior. So we're trying to curb that. But one thing that we talked about was that he was so nervous, anxious about making us proud and not making mistakes so that we would be happy with him. <laughs> oh, it blew my mind. I was like, we did what? You know, that he had wait, wait a mistakes. So he was, he was making all these mistakes because he was so worked up over being right. perfect and, not, and impressing us. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. You know, well, first of all, where did this come from? We just want you to be the best player possible. You know, and there's things that we do have to point out. And that's like, there's that gray area, too. You know, you want to build confidence in your kids, but when there are certain things like at the end of the game and the coach is handing out the game ball and your son busts in the middle of the circle and says, well, you know, me too, I helped, you know, it was me and him who won the game. Like, that's not the behavior that you want, but you want them to be confident in their skills, you know. So there's that gray right. area. But for him, it was, you know, I, I had to point out some some of the flaws or mistakes right. that his dad and I have made. Just so right. he understood that we all make mistakes. We have to learn from them and try to not do them. I said, and then I threw in, like, real life, we went to a baseball game. And how many times did that, those pitchers, you know, there was a couple times people got hit from a professional baseball game where right, the pitcher right. hit, the, hit the batter. Uh, it happens. It happens. You have you work towards perfect, but you're you're continually working towards perfect. 
Right, and and with the understanding that you're never really going to get there because none of us are ever really perfect. You know, there's there's a difference between trying to be the best you can be and trying to be perfect. I think that's right. a lot of stress, but but we do, you know, un, unwittingly teach our kids sometimes that uh, we want them to be perfect. And I, I went through that again with my daughter um, for a while, and I had to kind of do what you did, backtrack and say, wait, wait, whoa, 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 that's not what, that's not still here. We don't want you to be perfect. We want you to be the best you can be. Right. So <laughs> Now, we have a program coming up that we're about to release, and I want to spend some time talking about what it is that we're trying to do and, and how we're trying to help people. So we talked at the, the top of the show about how important your mindset is. And sometimes, you know, what you mentally see when you're looking at yourself isn't exactly what you're, what you're at or where you're at. So the program is called Get Right With Yourself, Get Right With Your Health. Um, it's really incorporating every aspect of your being. It's um, taking into account the mindset and how important your mindset is in getting healthier. And while we talk about weight loss, it's not necessarily a weight loss program. It's, it's a get healthier program. And the reason we wrote it that way is because it really shouldn't be about the number on the scale. It should be about how you feel. It should be about how you feel about yourself. It should be not taking as many prescription drugs or not needing as much medical intervention. In my mind, it's about getting healthier. It's not all about getting skinny because I can tell you I know many, many, many very skinny, very unhealthy people. That's, that's the reason we designed it the way we did. Um, we are launching it very, very soon. It is um, eight lessons. There are meditations and exercises with each, with each lesson. Um, again, it is, it is intended to treat the whole person, not just your body, your emotional, your, your mental, every aspect of you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Ah. We're both coughing today, so clearly it's allergy season. <laughs> but, um, you know, my personal journey, and I've talked about it several times on the show, my personal journey is really incorporated into our program because I realized that it was, in my case, more about my mindset than it was about just trying to lose weight. It was me getting right with me. It was me learning to love and accept myself because I went through a very, very dark period of time. If you've listened to the show in the past, you know that. I've, I've talked about that. I went through depression and I was suicidal for a while. It was just a really dark period of time. And it wasn't until I made the decision to think differently that I started getting healthy. So that's kind of what we've incorporated into the program. you have anything to add, Lisa? I do. It, it is a mind-body-spirit balance, and you have to be able to, to heal all three, or if just one is out of 
out of sync, then they're all technically out of sync, and it so realigns you as the whole, as the whole you, the mind, the body, and the spirit. Uh, Kelly mentioned affirmations and meditations. That brings in more of the spiritual aspect with the mental aspect. But there, the lessons, it, you know, you hear all the time, well, I need to change my mindset, I need to change my mindset. Well, how do you change your mindset? Well, we're helping you with that. There are lessons that incorporate hardcore getting down to the nitty-gritty of why you do the things that you do right now. For me, it was I'm still finding from my past that are weighing on me now, but I refuse to allow those things from my past to disrupt what I'm trying to do with myself. So I recognize the problem, and I thank the problem, and I release the problem. That doesn't mean it goes away right away. I still have to continually work towards it, but I'm at this point refusing to have major setbacks because of some things that are coming up because I've already been set back, and I don't want to be set back any further than I am right now. So this has been a year progress for me. So that's something, you know, that that we're bringing into these lessons. Right, and it is really important to to emphasize this is our personal experience. One of the things, you know, I want to I want to give you some some tips and what works for us on this show because we include a lot of that in the program. One of the things that works for me, and I have talked about this before and Lisa's just mentioned it as affirmations there really honestly was a time in my life where I lived with post-it notes with affirmations written on them everywhere I went um, but here's the thing about using affirmations if you don't believe that that affirmation is true your transformation can take longer than if you start with smaller steps because when I first started out, I was um, writing things like, um, you know, my, my life is perfect, my body is perfect, whatever it was that I wrote. And it was too big a leap for me to believe it. I didn't believe it. So I, I dropped back a step and I just wrote, today is a good day. I, I love myself. Start where you're at. That's really important to start where you're at. If in... We've all heard those workshops or those speakers who say, visualize yourself with a, a Rolls Royce in a mansion. If you don't believe you deserve that Rolls Royce or that mansion, you're setting yourself up for disappointment. So start where you're at. If you know that you eat too much sugar, your affirmation can be, I eat healthy. Your affirmation can even be as simple as, I choose right now to eat healthy. That's fine. Start where you're at. It's baby steps. You know, you, you cannot go from being way overweight and eating junk food to having that bikini body in eight weeks. I don't want you to think you can. That's not what this program is about. This program is about teaching you how to go step by step to a healthier 
you. We do it with affirmations. We do have some exercises. On my own personal journey, what really changed my eating habits was doing a food journal. I, I went for a solid week writing down everything I put in my mouth. And at the end of that seven days, I looked at it and I was honestly shocked. Because mentally, I had been telling myself, I wasn't eating that bad. But if you write down every morsel of food you put in your mouth, Wow, is that eye-opening. You know, a lot of people don't like to write. I have to interrupt you for just a moment because I noticed that, like, I feel like if I sneak food in my car that it doesn't count because nobody saw me eat it. Right, (laughs) right. You know, and so why do I feel that way? There's there's something that in the core of me that makes me feel that way. It's like, oh, well, I'm going to throw this bag away in the big trash can so nobody sees it in the little trash can right. inside the kitchen. So, <laughs> like, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't count <laughs> or whatever, right. you know, like, why? <laughs> yeah, well, and I know, recognize that, and I know it. It's like, yeah. it's like ugh. <laughs> the key to being healthier is being honest with yourself. You know, when you can laugh at yourself, and I did that same thing. I was saying, you know what, I don't eat, I don't eat unhealthy. Well, I wasn't at home, you know, but if I was in my car and my daughter used to laugh, she would crack a joke. She was like, yeah, we ate um, fast food in the car because the calories you eat in your car don't count. Yes. It's not true. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true. It's like if somebody doesn't physically see me eat it, then it doesn't count. It's the craziest, like, <laughs> the ways that we can psych ourselves out, you know, to, like, right. deny, the denial, you know, is how, how we can do that. But I want to also mention real quick, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but you, you talked about, like, the positive affirmations, and you put a big, you know, eight and a half by 11 piece of paper, I choose to eat healthy right now. On your refrigerator, but then you go in and you reach for the, I don't know, what would you have in your refrigerator that's the the pie or the cake that you might have in your refrigerator where you're you're not acting on that affirmation either. So it it takes a little bit of effort on your part to engage it for it to become more truth for you. So then where you can work up to that Rolls Royce and that mansion. You know, if you can't right. see yourself, I can totally see myself like one of these fit people on Instagram that's like all hard rock in their bikini right, body. Right. But somewhere in the back of me is like, no, 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 <laughs> no, you're going to be squishy for the rest of your life. So it's like, <laughs> you know, baby steps, baby steps. Go out and buy an outfit that you like in a size smaller than what you are and hang it where you can see it every day. Yeah. Yeah. Use that you as know, a the, goal. Use that as a focus. Absolutely. That was really helpful for me personally. I did that. I went out and I bought something that I really liked and it was a size smaller and it did take me a while to get there, but boy, I felt wonderful when I was actually able to wear it. And then if you want to go another size smaller, you do the same thing and set that as, you know, you can kind of wear the same thing aside. Like if, let's say you're an American 1214 because I don't know the conversions for any of our folks outside of the United States, but you're an American size 1214 and you go and buy a size 10 and you get into that size 10, you can kind of still wear your 1214. 
depending on right. if you're really a you know, a 14 and not a 16, try to squeeze into a 14. Right. <laughs> you can, you know, well, been there, done that too. You can, you can yep. kind of still wear the same thing. So you might not necessarily have to go out and buy a whole new wardrobe. Buy a few pieces of that new size. And then buy one another size smaller. If that's your goal, to be smaller um, in, in a healthy way because you're going to become smaller. I don't know what you're Right, as, as you get healthier. Be, but you're... Yeah. yeah, as you get healthier, you're eating better, you're burning more calories, you're exercising better, so you're going to become smaller. Keep doing right. that and to motivate you. If clothes is your thing, you know, clothes for me is a thing, so I could totally motivate myself to get into a smaller pair of clothes. Right. Well, and the thing, too, is celebrate your tiny, tiny wins because I can guarantee you those little bitty wins – add up hugely. I played a game with myself. I'm a writer, so I always have pens and and notebooks. And I I played a game with myself where every time I had a whole week where I was actually eating healthy and actually starting to do some movement, um, I would buy myself a notebook or or a, a colored pen. I'm big on colored pens. I don't know why. It's always been my thing. But um, find something that is not food to reward yourself with. You will get huge, huge, huge results if you keep moving forward. I can tell you one day last week I was cleaning out my closet like I do every season and found a pair of shorts that I used to wear all the time. They were, you know, my go-to favorite pair of shorts. I put them on and they fell off. That was huge for me. And it was very humorous to a friend of mine who happened to be helping me because I did it repeatedly. Look, 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 they still fall off. Look, look. (laughs) It was just such a huge thing for me because I remembered when I bought those shorts years ago, they were very tight. So the fact that they fell off, it was just a huge, huge thing. So take those little tiny wins. And my mind immediately went to this whole, this whole, I have an entire basket of different colored pens that I have bought myself through the years as tiny little rewards. And my mind immediately went to that basket of colored pens. And it's like my colored pens paid off. So find what motivates you. Find something small you can do to reward yourself. You know, and again, if you're trying to gain weight to get healthier, I know we have at least a couple of people listening who dealt with bulimia and anorexia. You can do the same thing that I did in reverse. You know, I was trying to lose weight. You can do that for every, every week that you eat healthy to gain weight. You know, find what works for you. Find your motivator because they are huge. The other thing that I did that worked for me, and I mentioned it already, was the food journal. Be honest with yourself. You know, don't play the game like Lisa and I both talked about. If nobody sees me eating it, it doesn't count. It does count. You have to learn to be brutally honest with yourself. You know, you're worth it. You are worth your complete honesty. Nobody else has to feed, see your, your food journal. Nobody else has to know. But do it for yourself because you're worth it. Sounds like a shampoo commercial there. But really, you are worth it. 
what worked for you or what works for well, you? I, I just want to emphasize, do not reward yourself with food. Um, mm-hmm. Until you get to a point where you can eat a couple of bites of that donut as a reward, do not reward yourself with food. You will only backslide. The, right. You know, it is so important to visualize your end state. But visualize your end state in baby steps. Not everyone can visualize the rock-hard, bikini, yoga, Instagram, babe. Not everybody can do that. Or dude, whatever. Um, you have to – this is something that we talk about in our program, too. I so I don't want to give too much away because I want you to buy our program. But <laughs> you, know, you have to love yourself now, and you have to love the next step of yourself. You have to love the next step of yourself. If you can't right. keep moving through loving yourself, when you get to the end state and you're not mentally prepared to be at the end state, you're going to go right back to where you were. That's what exactly. Kelly and I have noticed. Uh, you know, yep. with both you and I, Kelly, I, I think I can speak for you on this as well because of how many discussions we've had. We weren't prepared for the end state because our mind, right. like you, you said earlier, your mind was catching up to being fat, and then all of a sudden you're, you know, smaller and healthier, and your mind was like, no, but you're fat, so you go right back to being fat. And, you know, and it's right. been that whole... The yo-yo, why, why are you yo-yoing? I love sugary food. I prefer the, the starchy carbs over the sugary stuff. But, <laughs> you know, I, I, I want to eat it. Why do I want to eat it? Am I trying right. to choose myself? Is it because it's on discount and there is that, that fear of loss or lack? Or what is, what is the underlying reason as to why? you are wanting to eat the bad stuff. Because humans aren't programmed to eat the processed food in aisle 14. We're right. programmed to right. stay on the outer, we're programmed to eat the stuff on the outer edges of the supermarket. So somewhere along the line, you've conditioned yourself. But it's okay. It's okay. You can uncondition or recondition to a better state. Right. <laughs> Would you uncondition or recondition? I don't know. So you can do that and, and just take the things that you do in baby steps so you can be mentally prepared to be that person that you want to be at the end. Look at, you know, and if you don't believe me, go and Google past, there's a show in the United States, Biggest Loser, and they take right. obese people and they put them through this boot camp and they lose like half their body size, if not more, and the person that loses the most is the winner of the, sh- of the season. The person that loses the least gets booted off every week. And go back and look at those people. How many of them have actually maintained where they were? Because they weren't being mentally reprogrammed as well. Maybe they are now, but in the beginning, they weren't really being mentally reprogrammed. And that's something right. that this program that Kelly and I get right with your health um, does, is it helps to mentally program you for what you are achieving and what your end achievement you want it to be. And then I want to say, because I know you're going to say it, and I have to add this before you do, <laughs> Kelly loves to say, be kind to yourself. I love you, Kelly. She loves to say, be kind to yourself. And I absolutely agree. I agree 100%. You're, you might have a, a day where you have a setback and you eat the bad food or whatever. Be kind to yourself. Don't beat yourself up. But don't let being kind to yourself derail you 
or right. sabotage right. you or become your excuse, like eating in the car doesn't count as calories, don't let it be a problem for you to move forward in your weight loss journey. You have to find that happy medium with being good to yourself, being kind to yourself. And if it means starting in baby steps and eliminating one thing, like eliminating your daily candy bar at 3 o'clock instead of reaching for an apple and then maybe adding 15 minutes of walking on your lunch break, those two small baby steps are huge in the overall bucket of your getting right with your health journey. Absolutely. So if you can't dive straight in, don't dive straight in. Take baby steps because they're still big steps. Right. And I just also right. want to add real quick, though, we aren't giving you diet and exercise programs. This is not no. a diet and exercise program. And I know, Kelly, you mentioned that earlier, but I did want to reiterate that. It is not a diet and exercise program. We will have – you just have to go to the program and see and then purchase it. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, you know, it, it does come from our experience. And I, I just wanted to kind of add something to what you said earlier about why are you craving these things that are, that are bad for you. A lot of the time, we don't even know why we are picking these, these bad things, these things that are bad for us. You have a candy bar once every blue moon, fine. I, you know, nobody is going to tell you you can't. But if you're one of those people that is constantly eating sugary stuff or highly processed stuff, really do some self-exploration. And why are you craving that? Are you trying to feel better? Are you trying to recapture something from your youth? I have a client who realized in a meditation, which is another key thing that worked for me, that when she was a little girl, if she did something really good, if she got A's on her report card or if she did good at a track and field meet or if whatever it was, her reward was always chocolate. So today... She thinks she needs to reward herself with chocolate. Now, personally, my thing was ice cream. When I was a kid, if, if we had had a really good week doing whatever it was we were doing, we were rewarded with ice cream. So that was something I wrestled with. But each of us has something that from our past, usually childhood, that ties into how we react to things today. If you find when you're stressed, you always crave, I don't know, donuts. Recognize that. Use that in, in your favor. Turn it around. Use it in your favor and realize, you know what, I don't have to do this anymore. I, I recognize this. I'm stressed. Okay, I'll go take a walk. It's all about your mindset. So I wanted to elaborate on that because someone told me recently, well, not that long ago, that if you're craving sugary things, in your life, you need more sweetness in your life. And that was really eye-opening to me because um, many of you know, many of you don't know, I've been going through some, some really kind of stressful things over the last couple of months. And I found that I was starting to crave sugary stuff, and I stopped myself and said, why am I doing this? Oh, well, because my life is feeling very sour. Find another way, you know. I go for walks. I go for hikes and it works. But you have to find what works for you. 
you know, just like my colored pen story, each one of us has something that is not food that we would enjoy receiving. Find whatever that is for you. If you need to buy yourself flowers, if you need to go to a, a certain park or, or buy a certain outfit or pair of shoes, whatever it is that's not food-related, find that and reward yourself with it. Yes. <laughs> Excuse me. I, I can't stop coughing. I totally agree. No, it's okay. I'm, we're having um, really weird weather here. It stormed like crazy yesterday, and now it's sunshiny, but it looks like it's starting to get cloudy again. So our, our weather <laughs> has been really, really odd here um, lately, but um, no, so you're fine. I totally get it. The, the allergies are like in flux. It's like one day is good, one day is bad because yep. of the crazy yep. weather that we've been having. Yep. You know, I, I want to talk about rewarding because a lot of us can go back to childhood, particularly if you're right around your age and my age where um, <clears throat> fast food joints Yep. Really started to come into trend, and they had what did they have? Oh, they had a playground in them. <laughs> so the parents <laughs> could send their kids to the playground while they were inside eating, you know. And for me, it was my grandmother. More so than my mom, it was my grandmother. Um, I've mentioned before that my parents were married for 12 years before they had me, and I am the oldest. And so. There was a wave of grandchildren because my youngest cousin is, like, nine years older than me. So there was a wave of grandchildren with my mom's brother, and then there was my sister and I that came along nine years later. And so my grandmother had an opportunity to have youngins again, and and our reward was every Wednesday she would give us $5, and we would go to the, the, the dollar store, which really $5 got you a whole lot of crap because not right, right. This day. And, and so we would go to like the dollar store and, um, you know, we would buy some candies and then we would buy like a Barbie doll or whatever was there. Um, and then I remember we always went to McDonald's and got an ice cream cone and played on the playground, which yep. were a whole lot of fun. They're a lot more, they were a lot more dangerous than they are today, but you know, <laughs> yeah, they were. Play on the playground and, you know, I mean, they were phenomenal and, and right in the back end of the station wagon with no seatbelts on and all that kind of crazy fun stuff. But it was always food. And, and I've mentioned this before on a radio show where I was, the, I was being interviewed. A lot of what goes on in the United States in particular revolves around food. Somebody's birthday, what is there? All kinds of cake, ice cream, candy goodie bags for the kids. There's food involved, usually pizza or you know, burgers or something along those lines. When somebody graduates, what do you do? You eat. You go out to eat or you have a party and people eat. Um, you know, somebody gets married, what do you do? You go to the reception and, and you eat, you know. So our celebrations are life moments. Even right. when somebody dies, there's still a dinner and the wake and, the, you know, all of this. So you know, all, right. of, all of America's life celebrations, you get promoted, you know, whatever. It, it, it revolves around food. In right. the office, once a week, you have a, hey, let's get together and be a team and, and we're going to eat, you know. So <laughs> right, that's right. something – that's ingrained in our culture, I'm not sure how far back in, you know, civilization it goes, but I, I you know, it, it's something that's ingrained in our culture. And if you're in one of those situations where you're in a celebration, 
look for the healthy food or right. pack your own. I have been known to take my own homemade ranch dressing to restaurants. I am not ashamed. I am not scared to pull out my homemade ranch dressing because I know what's in it. I know I don't have all the preservatives and things along those lines. I know what sugar is in it because it's, I made it myself. And, you know, don't be afraid to do things like that. Right. And, you know, you, you hit on something there. Take, don't feel bad about taking your own healthy snacks if you know that there's going to be a big party in your office tomorrow. Um, that was instrumental in my getting healthier. When I was at my real estate company every day, especially around the holidays, and we would be inundated completely with um, pies and cakes and cookies and everything that you give people around the holiday season. And I got into the habit of taking fruit into the office just to offset all of the garbage I knew was going to be there. I, nobody cared, honestly. I, nobody, nobody cared that I did that. And I think a, that stops a lot of people. Is Oh, well, what will people think? First off, you shouldn't care what they think. But they really honestly don't care. They really don't care. It's, it's more garbage for them. It's not as Do rude that, as you please. think it is. Right, exactly. That's, that's exactly the way to say it. It's not as rude as you think it is. And um, don't let that stop you because it's, it really exactly. is okay. Check out our website. It is getrightwithyourself.com. The new program is Get Right With Your Health. We hope you check it out. Watch for it. We will be um, posting more about it, and we'll be talking more about it as we go forward. I think we're done. Do you have anything to add? Yeah, I just want to say this was a great show. I love this show. <laughs> this was a great show. Thank you all so much for listening and letting us share our lives and our, our experiences with you to help you get on a better path to your own great health. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you guys for listening. Have a beautiful, beautiful day. We will catch you next time. Bye. Bye, everyone. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.